Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the Exxon. It's another week here in the Exxon. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to uh, send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to find out about the great programming we have available for you 24 7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Check us out at xzbn.net. Speaking about the Exxon Broadcast Network, my first guest tonight, Exxon Nation, is the host with the mostest. Gwilda Wiak is joining me. And uh, Gwilda, like a butterfly, has gone through what we call a cocoon stage in the radio industry. She was very successful in bringing the science of magic to a certain point. And as the, as the world has changed... So has the show. The show has evolved from the science of magic to mission evolution. And the opening tag is, Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. Her new website for the Mission Evolution is missionevolution.org. And joining me now from somewhere in the high mountains of Colorado, where air pollution is considered to be marijuana smoke, is my good friend Gwilda Wiecka. Gwilda, welcome back to the Exxon. Always have, great having you with us, and congratulations on your new show. Thank you so much, Rob. It's always my pleasure to be with you. So tell us a little bit about your new show. Well, it's it really kind of sums up what um, I feel like I'm here to do, what I'm about, mm-hmm. and that's we've gone through these huge changes. You know, everybody thinks everything's going to end twelve twenty one twelve when it didn't. That, yeah. that was a non event, but really, there's a lot of uh, uh, things are evolving very very quickly. People are changing very very quickly. The world is changing, and there's some um, support needed, I think, for everyone. And that's what this show is about: is is bringing together the latest developments in science and medicine and the esoteric to uh, find support systems for people as they're going through these changes during these times. And I'm really excited about it. How often do these changes happen, Gwilda? Well, we're always, you know, there's nothing constant but change. But these are very cyclic. Um, you know, everybody says, oh, it's going to be the end of the world. No, it's mm-hmm. the end of a cycle. And if we look at the horoscope, there's 12 ages. Um, each of them are over 2,500 years long. And um, they, mm-hmm. uh, what they actually outline is where we are in the galaxy at any given time. And based on um, the horoscope or based on uh, astrology and astronomy, really, Depending on where we're at, we're being bombarded with different frequency bandwidths because of the the interplay, you know, the relative positioning with the other heavenly bodies. And those particular bandwidths of frequency um, 
dictate different activities of, in human affairs. They support some and, and don't necessarily support others. Um, and so it happens, like I said, cyclically. I think there's overlording cycles that are so long that they aren't even in recorded history. Um, and I think that's one we're moving into right now. You know, Gwilda, on your shows, you talk about such a vast variety of topics. Where did your interest in the shamanic New Age alternative um, alternative healthcare come from? Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I ended up in shamanism very early on just because of the way I was wired. I was pretty sensitive and mm-hmm. needed some way to manage what I was. And my first teacher was a Lakota elder when I was in my early 20s. And I found what he was teaching so fascinating that I just researched and researched and looked and looked and looked. And once he crossed, um, when I, I studied with him for six and six some odd years and he died when he was in his late late 80s um and then i just kept looking and i studied all sorts of different shamanic techniques but then i was challenged with bringing them into usefulness for today and i was also living and practicing out of boulder colorado uh it's kind of the mecca for alternative health and i was working out of doctor's offices and interfacing with doctors and uh psychiatrists psychologists um chiropractors you know all sorts of um Mm-hmm. leading edge practitioners and it just started blending together and I started realizing well we're going through a lot of changes but there's there's a historic uh, um, way of dealing with the times of change and it goes clear back to my first teacher in shamanism so I started bridging the two together with some pretty amazing results now do you think based on your very own life experiences as well as the people that you interact with on a daily basis that when we are born there is a script, a journey that has been predestined for us. I think that to a certain extent that's true. And as we move through these slower-moving times, things mm-hmm. have become, become more more physical and less um, energetic. They've been become more solid. It's been slower-moving times. Everything's moving slower. Everything's more dense. During those times, um, there's some of these people I've been interviewing, the doctors and whatnot, they're starting to discover that the DNA code actually is changed, is altered by the trauma of our ancestors. There are signs of like the Holocaust showing up in people that have never had anything to do with it, but they come from Jewish lineage. Um, and that's just one example of many. So I think that throughout the, the slower moving times that we have actually become a little predestined. I think that's what supposed past lives are about. But as we're moving into the faster moving times, we have, I think, um, an opportunity to clear that old uh, distorted DNA. Throughout your journey, What has been your most startling revelation? Hmm, Boy, that's a tough one. Let me think. I think I keep getting startled on a daily basis as to how much more there is of us than what we view ourselves. We view ourselves as these little bags of of water, mostly water, as they said in Star Trek, when really our souls reach to the edge of the universe and beyond, and there's a place where we're all connected. And I'm just absolutely startled by how that interconnectedness is starting to show up and how we can find information from that interconnectedness that we heretofore haven't had access to. So when you say we are all connected, are we connected spiritually? Are we connected via DNA? How is that connection as you see it? Well, all the above. There's um, DNA is really a frequency. We think of it as something physical, but it's mm-hmm. really a frequency. It's a frequency pattern that the whole body forms around. So yes, we're connected through that frequency. Um, we're also connected spiritually, but when I speak of spiritually, I'm talking about quantum field, the energetic level. We each have an electromagnetic field about our around our bodies that are generated by the heart. Those electromagnetic fields, magnetic fields cross each other, and we are connected in that way. We're connected through the earth. Um, because she has an electromagnetic field, and we all interface with that energetically. And so I think that there, we're connected on all levels. We've just become disconnected from that fact. How do you think the... I just want to make sure I phrase this right. Where do you see the role of religious philosophy from days gone by, the ancient religious philosophies playing into today's society and the new way of thinking? Well, not the ones that got so dogmatic, Mm -hmm. but there's this amazing practice known as comparative mythology. And if you take all the old religions and, you know, from all the different countries 
and and compare their myths and legends, they all point to a time when this all went on before. And they also prophesize these times now when these big changes are happening. And so in that regard, I think it's extremely valuable. I also believe that we're moving beyond a time when the individual is controlled by a dogmatic uh, adherence to a belief system and can access their own uh, inner knowing and can access the way life works and work from there. So would it be fair to say then uh, that humankind has evolved past the need or past the requirement for the old-time religion that we have to start looking at the religious philosophies in the new light? I think in the new light as well as in the old light, because if you go clear back to the time of Leo, I mean, you know, ages back, mm-hmm. um, they that's where these religious philosophies were passed down from, and they were living truth at the time. But then when we moved into the slower times, they become dogmatic. They used to be a route to get back to source, and then they became dogmatic, and then they became used to control the masses. Well, we're walking back out of that. And so I think that the religious philosophies, if you look at them in the the original way they were, can be a path back to where we're trying to get to. But eventually, yes, I believe that we'll evolve beyond it. Fascinating. All right, Gwilda, please stand by. You and I have to take our first break. And Exxon Nation, you can listen to Gwilda's new show, Evolution, uh, Mission Evolution, twice daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Just go to www.xzbn.net and look for the coding on our schedule, ME for Mission Evolution, and the visitor website, www.missionevolution.net. Gulda Weak is my guest, and uh, we'll both be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue investigating the world of the paranormal, the science of parapsychology, and way much more. Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern with yours truly, Rob McConnell, here in the X-Zone. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Zone, sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. 
It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the esoteric series, modern esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Exonation, Gulda Wiek is my special guest. Gulda is the host of Mission Evolution on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And you can listen to Gulda seven nights a week or seven days of the week. Let's put it that way because some of her shows are on during the day, others are on during the night. All you need to do is go to xzbn.net, look at our broadcast schedule, and you'll be seeing different uh, abbreviations. For example, XZRS is the Exxon Radio Show. TGTBT is Too Good to Be True. And ME is Mission Evolution. Gwilda, welcome back. And thanks to, for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us tonight. Oh, thank you, Rob. I always love playing with you guys. Yeah. Well, sometimes when I'm talking to you, you'll say, uh, Rob, I've got to go to save souls. <laughs> How do you save souls? Well, I don't really. Um, There's a, I am a shamanic practitioner and teacher, and uh, there's a form uh, that's practiced in every shamanic um, practice on the planet, and there's a lot of different practices, and it's uh, most commonly called soul retrieval. Uh, But you don't retrieve somebody's soul. We don't lose our soul, (laughs) you know. But what it is, is through trauma, we disconnect from some of our natural expression in order not to repeat the trauma. And that might work well as a child, but if we don't reevaluate and reconnect, we're actually kind of a lame duck because there's a whole frequency expression that could be appropriately used in our life that we no longer have access to. And so shaman, the true ones, are actually frequency masters. And it's our job to go find where a person has disconnected from some of their natural expression, attuned to that, and bring it back to them, and that's what I call call saving souls. Okay, so how do how would how would one know that they're, if you'll excuse the expression, out of tune? <laughs> Very well put. Um, one of the main things, I mean, we're all out of tune to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You know, life has its bumps and bruises. Sure. But if you've had an incident that you've never really been the same since, or if you have a reoccurring dysfunction in your life, like relationships, where, you know, the faces change, the scenario repeats, and you're the common denominator, those kind of things are indicators that there is a uh, problem in the push-pull, if you will, of your uh, frequency. So we're designed to draw to us through electromagnetic frequency, the things that we need and want, Mm -hmm. and repel the things that we don't want. When we suffer what we call soul loss, basically a glitch in your um, um, frequency range, you create a polarity reversal whereby you're drawing in more of the same kind of damage and repelling the things you need in your life. So that's what you look for is where you're having, where it's not working for you, basically. So could this trauma be, for example, uh, child abuse or a someone has had a traumatic experience in their life or if uh, if they've come back from overseas and they're suffering from PTSD are these some of the cases that you work on Absolutely they are. I work a lot with PTSD. I work with a lot with sexual abuse victims, ritualistic mm-hmm. abuse victims, people who've been in a car accident even suffer soul loss. What I'm doing is I'm working on the spiritual or shall we say energetic plane. Okay. The damage also takes place on the mental, emotional, and physical plane as well. And in our culture, we treat on the physical. Then, you know, we try to figure it out mentally. And when all else fails, we send them to psychotherapy. But we really don't treat on the energetic level. And so achieving a complete healing from some of these traumas is, doesn't happen here. And that's, that's where I work is on that, on that level. So... If someone is going to psychotherapy for a problem and they don't, the problem is reoccurring 
and you know, we, we've heard this before that people who, who go to psychotherapy, that, you know, they go from one doctor to the next to the next because the problem is never solved. How would you, as a shamanic practitioner, be able to do what a psychotherapist can't? And I don't mean to ask you that question to be catty or anything else, because I know the work that you do, but I'd like for you to explain to our listeners how you would do it. Right. Well, the the thing of it is a psychotherapist works in the mental, emotional realm. Um, and, and some of them, like working with EMDR and this and that, are starting to bleed over into the energetic realm. But that's not their job to treat in the spiritual realm, on, on the frequency realm. It's not my job to uh, psychoanalyze people. Gotcha. Okay? It's not my job to be a medical doctor. Uh, it's my job to work in the frequency realm. And so it, it, we kind of have to work together. And what I do is if I have someone that's been going from psychiatrist to psychiatrist, I get with their latest psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And make sure that they have that uh, support because this work needs to be integrated, okay? Yeah. I, can, I can change the frequency, but it won't show up as a difference in their life unless they integrate it through the mental, emotional, and physical realms. So if a person comes to me and they haven't done any of the mental, emotional, and, and, and physical work, mm -hmm. I'll usually refer them back out because you have to have a lot of processing in place to be able to bring this on through. So I, while I'm the last stop for the desperate, I should probably be the first stop in some cases, like right after an accident or a trauma. But on the other hand, when somebody has a long history of, of trauma, I have to make sure they have a really good support system in place so that they can integrate the work I bring in. So basically what you do is you fine-tune the person by bringing all their frequencies into the right level. Because I would imagine that if a frequency is too high or too low, it's going to put that person off of their keel. Exactly. You know, and this is one of the mis misgivings I, I have about some of the uh, New Age concepts. Mm -hmm. They go oh, higher and higher. It's not about higher. It's about balance. Um, and so, so we have to have balance. And if we, if we don't have our feet on the ground, no matter of no amount of high vibration mm -hmm. is, is going to solve any of our problems. We have to really look at all levels and have all levels in a state of balance. As a truly professional person, shamanic, you know, metaphysical person who has years of experience as well as years of success behind her, when you see what's happening in the new age uh, theater these days. How does that make you feel? I find it very unsettling. Um, you know, originally to me, new age meant um, mm -hmm. anything to do with evolving into the new era, into the new age, into the new frequencies that we're moving into as a solar system and as a planet. And But then it was just like, it ended up being a, a basket full of people that don't bother getting training. They take a little bit from here, a little bit from there, name a practice after themselves, hang out their shingle and go off kind of half cocked. And so not, not to say this, all that's out there, there's some really profound practitioners, but there's no regulation and you can't tell which is which. Um, and I, I think that it's, it's kind of become an excuse for not getting the training that you need to do a good job, no matter what arena you work in. That must be very frustrating for you and the, the, the students that you have who graduate from the courses that you give? It is. It is. Because um, I was regulated by the state of Colorado. Mm -hmm. I had a Colorado State Certified Occupational School of Shamanic Arts. And that was huge amount of paperwork, huge amount of red tape, and constantly having to be tested and turn stuff in and all this stuff. And parked right next to me would be somebody that didn't have any of that and uh, professing to do the same kind of work or give the same kind of teachings. And I didn't mind if, if the quality was there, but it was not. But there's no way people could tell the difference. So with the Internet being so full of crap, as I like to put it, when I'm talking to a lady, um, how does somebody know who to go to and what their qualifications are and if they are, in fact, credible? That is a difficult one. But, you know, you look at the bio, Mm -hmm. And if they're just kind of self-proclaimed, they haven't studied with anybody in particular, they don't list any particular training, look at them pretty close. I know I ran across a, a bio the other day, and this lady claimed to be a master shaman, master this, master, there's five, no joking, five masters. And I'm going, and what does, what does, what's involved in being a master here, you know? Sure. When you see all that, you look at it pretty close, because there are no master shaman. 
you know, there there is no mastery uh, except for what the people say that you have. Um, and the same thing with a lot of these other things that people are, you know, putting a big title on themselves, uh, whether it's master drum builder or master this or master that. That makes me really suspicious if they have to proclaim that rather than just state where they've had their training. The old way, though, was listen to the people who has a good reputation, who has, uh, you know, a lot of people saying this, this person's really good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you have to look for because there are no regulations. Yeah, these are changing times. And I'm sure as the times change, are you finding that the old ways are the better ways? I'm finding the ancient ways can give us some clues as to how to move through these times. But all the old, what we would consider kind of old mm-hmm. ways, are, are really not working anymore. Everything's kind of failing because we're moving out of one frequency um, set into another. So what used to work is starting to fall apart at the seams, and we're seeing signs of that all over the place. So what do we do in the meantime? How do we bridge ourselves from the the total discord that so many people today are exhibiting to gaining some sort of balance until they can get the help that they need. That's what I'm hoping the radio show will help with. Um, but yeah, that, that is the question. And I think that the first step is recognizing that we create our reality mm-hmm. and we create our reality out of our beliefs and our beliefs are, have been dictated by the media or the masses versus uh, true enlightenment. And to, to really watch what you're exposing yourself to and to really reevaluate. What do you believe? What do you think? What are you putting out there? And if you confess it, you will possess it. <laughs> exactly. Gwilda, stand by, my dear. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation, Gwilda Wiak is our special guest. She is the host of Mission Evolution radio show here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Check out our website, www.missionevolution.org. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon Gwilda, and I will return on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. ABS Media. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. 
Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back, everyone. Gwilda Wiak is my guest this hour. Her website is missionevolution.org. Gwilda is the host of the Mission Evolution radio show. And uh, Gwilda, I must hand it to you that you're doing such a great job. It's always a pleasure working with you. Well, thank you. Thank you. We do have fun, don't we? Oh, we sure do. You know, it t- you know one hand washes each other, two hands wash the face. Um, <laughs> I-, I love hearing about your your Lakota teacher. How did you find him, or did he find you, or was this something that was, if you'll excuse the expression, was written in the stars, destiny? <laughs> it, it's an interesting story. Um, I was going to college, mm-hmm. actually, and I was in the state, uh, stateside. I was going to the college, University of uh, Wyoming, actually, at the time, and I was working myself through college, which I always did. I always paid my own way. And I had a part-time job as a waitress in a truck stop. And it wasn't a 24-hour truck stop. We'd shut it down at the end of the night. And I was closing it up one night. And I had the door locked and the closed sign on. And I was cleaning stuff up. And this Native American couple comes to the door. And this was way, I'm giving away my age, but this was before cell phones. There was pay phones. And there was a pay phone inside. Mm-hmm. And he explained to me that they had, their truck had broken down. And he wanted to call his brother to come get them. So I had them come inside. And then they made the call, and then they went to go stand out in the rain again. And I'm going, you don't have to do that. I've got plenty of time here. Why don't you just sit down? And they sat down, and then I had a piece of pie that I'd just throw out at the end of the night. So I cut it in half and gave it to them. And I had some coffee left that I was just going to throw away. So I gave that to them. And they just sat there real quietly, and the brother pulls up in a pickup after about, oh, 45 minutes. And um, he gets up to walk away, and I, he walks up to me, pulls his hand out. I thought he's going to shake my hand. And I put my hand out, and he puts a folded-up napkin in my palm. And he said, there'll come a day when you need this, use it, and turned around and walked away. Hmm. I, that was strange. So I looked, at, I looked at it, I opened it up, and, and there, on those tables, we used to have pencils. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that, you know, and little you know, game boards, and we, sure. we could write the pencil. Well, he had taken one of those pencils and scritched out a phone number. And I didn't think much of it. I stuck it in my purse. And But I was really starting to go through it. Um, this was the 70s. Everybody's doing drugs around, and I was getting contact highs because I'm so sensitive. And my adrenals were burning, and I was just really burning out from all the input. And um, one day I was at my wit's end, and I was going through my purse, and I found that, and I gave him a call. And he trained me for, like I said, over six years. I'd go to, to the res there. He was Lakota, but he was on a, a, Rapaho, a no, Navajo reservation at the time. He and his wife were. And I'd go there, and I'd bring coffee and bring gifts, and he'd train me. And it, it was pretty amazing. What was the most significant lesson that you learned from your Lakota shaman teacher? He told me that there were certain people that could carry an imprint or an upgrade or a, a something. <laughs> he, he, he always used a Lakota word that I don't know what it was. That the ability to do so was fading and there was fewer and fewer and fewer people that could do it. But that we needed to pass it forward for the times to come. And he said, I can teach you my way, but then you have to learn your way because what you need to bring is for your people, not for mine. 
that was the most profound thing to me. And I've been puzzling over that ever since and just starting to understand um, what he was saying. It seems that the members of the First Nations, both in the United States and Canada, and I'm sure other parts of the world, uh, the Aborigines, for example, in, in, in Australia, have such a simplistic yet powerful way of looking at life. And I cannot understand for the life of me why, why the, those who have come into the land of the First Nations have never given the First Nation members or the Aborigines the respect that they deserve. Do you think that they were actually afraid of them at one time? Oh, I know they were. You know, um, all of those people that you mentioned um, were shamanic-based. Mm -hmm. They were earth-based, shamanic-based, well, star-based. All of them also believe they came from the stars. Um, and energy-wise, they probably did. Being able to commune with the energy from the stars, I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and one of the first things that any conquering nation does when they enter into another country or community is to destroy the holy people because the holy people empower the individual and they're afraid of that. And particularly when we started moving in over here, we were already steeped in dogma and the, the connectedness um, and the knowingness of the shaman and the, and the native American people, the first nations up in Canada, mm -hmm. the aboriginals in Australia, and it goes on and on and on was a definite threat to that way of life because it was so narrow and so dogmatic they had to destroy it rather than embrace it. So it would seem that one religion destroys another. Well, there's Native American religion, but shamanism is is not a religion. No, I, I, was, I was talking about, for example, when the Europeans came over to North oh, yeah. America. Mm -hmm. You know, Christianity was the big thing. So, of course, if you weren't a Christian, you weren't considered to be part of the fold, and if you didn't convert, you were just eradicated. Yeah, well, it was the same thing in Europe with um, um, uh, paganism. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, even the Catholics even changed their holidays to line up with the pagan holidays mm -hmm. trying to convert people. And the ones that didn't convert, well, then we know what happened there. Yeah. What is your take on Wicca and witchcraft? Um, well, my take on the original versus my take on what's going on out there now are, are quite different. I think that, like shamanism, Wicca and witchcraft originally were um, organized sets of rituals mm -hmm. that helped the individual manage matter at the quantum level, uh, helped the individual work become a frequency master to do the healing on the energetic level. But like everything else, as we went into the long dark, the rituals became the point rather than the vehicle. And the rituals became worshipped, and it became dogmatic. And now it's like everything else. It's limited. What is the long dark? What, that, that's, I'm sorry. That's a term that I use. I call it the long dark when the, when the solar system is in a slower moving time. And this is a cyclic okay. thing. It goes on, you know, we go around and around the circle, and it's cyclic. So there's times when everything is moving slower, the frequencies are lower, the bandwidths are narrower, and that's what I call the long dark. And it doesn't mean bad. I mean, oh. there's different lessons and different things that we can experience during those times. Um, and then there's the time of enlightenment, and that usually happens in Leo and in um, Aquarius, which we're moving right into right now as Aquarius. And that's when we're in an area of the galaxy that has more bandwidths of frequency. Everything is more excited. There's more light. And um, therefore, we can see farther spiritually, if you speak, if, speaking, if you will. A lot of people are talking about the awakening. What, in your opinion, Gwilda, is the awakening? Well, I think it's what we were just talking about. We're moving into a, a, an area of the galaxy where there's more bandwidths of frequency available. As we process out the old damage, the old belief systems, the old dogmatic stuff, we become available to, to take advantage of this greater light and kind of wake up, if you will, to uh, a larger reality. So how do you see this awakening helping humanity? Well, I think it's giving humanity a really hard go right now, <laughs> you know, because mm -hmm. it's destroying old systems. Um, and I think, you know, there's been people, well, say, for instance, in the age of, of Pisces, Christ was born. Well, so was Hitler. 
I think that we can take any stance we want to at any given time. It's just that one is supported more than the other based on the frequency that we're being bathed at at the time. So I think that this is an opportunity to awaken, an opportunity to become more enlightened, to become more unified. But what we're going to do with it is up to us. However, the power of the universe is bigger than we are, and it's moving towards unity and enlightenment, which is really putting pressure on all of our restrictions in places that we are resistant to that frequency. It almost sounds as if, uh, using the example of, of Hitler and Jesus being born in the same, what was it, the same... Um, age. Mm-hmm. Same age, is that the universe is maintaining an a balance within its binary system of zero, one, good, bad, up, down, left, right. So Jesus being good, Hitler being bad. Do we see other examples of this? Oh, I think it's throughout history. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad you mentioned the binary system because what's happening, and this is what the Mayan calendar um, represented, uh, or the Mayan pyramids, is where it used to be in the slower ages, you see the bottom of the pyramid, it's real Mm -hmm. long, it's divided into the same number of time zones (laughs) as the top of the pyramid that's very narrow. So where it would take generations upon generations to move through one frequency expression, now we're moving through them in less than 17 days. So the binary, positive, negative, positive, negative, positive, is getting closer and closer and closer together, and that's why we're getting closer to unity. We Nothing's going to work if we totally unify. Everything in our body depends on that, you know, polarities. It's not that we're abolishing polarities. It's just that they're getting so much closer together. It's like shifting life from still life photography to a flip book and then eventually to moving pictures. So is this what we're finding out is the basic cause of all the uncertainty is that we're getting closer to this uh, frequency that because we are not centered or grounded, we are basically suffering from uh, an internal frequency shift? Absolutely, we are. Think about the old jalopies that at 30 miles an hour, it felt like you were going really fast and try to imagine jacking those up to 100 miles an hour. Things are just going to rattle apart. And But at the slower frequency, the things worked fine. Or right. the crop dusting airplanes with the bi-wings. When they, they were great until you started trying to break the sound barrier and then they rattle apart. That's what we're going through. Stand by, Gwilda. You and I have to take our final break. And Exonation, Gwilda Uyak is our special guest this hour. And Gwilda and I will be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. And don't forget, you can always get a complimentary copy of the X-Chronicles newspaper. You can read it online or download it at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like X Zone, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. 
Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings, slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Gwilda React is our special guest to this hour, Exxon Nation. Gwilda is the host of Mission Evolution Radio Show here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And to find out when you can tune into Gwilda on the Exxon Broadcast Network, just go to www.xzbn.net. Scroll down a little bit and you'll see our broadcast schedule. And Gwilda's code on our schedule is ME for Mission Evolution. First of all, Gwilda, great having you on the show. And I must say it's always a great pleasure having the opportunity to speak to you both on air and off. And thank you for all the wonderful work you do. Oh, thank you, Rob. Thanks for everything you're putting out into the world. Oh, I can only try, you know, but I've got to hand it to you. You're doing a great job. Oh, thanks. Okay. Um, Here's something I don't think I've ever asked you. Do you believe that there are extraterrestrials coming to this planet in little flying saucers from the other side of the wherever it is? Uh, Not exactly. No, I don't. Um, I think that our view of ETs, if you Mm -hmm. will, is so limited and to to be ridiculous, to be absolutely ridiculous. Um, is there other intelligent life in the universe? Statistics alone. Sure. Okay. Statistics alone says, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. But are they going to be limited to little flying saucers and have any interest in our uh, third world planet? I don't think so. Um, although, you know, there's every indication that as we're, we're moving through these times where our frequency is rising, we're starting to rise some eyebrows. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but as far as are there little green men coming around and slaughtering cattle and kidnapping people, I don't think so. You know, I had a very interesting conversation last week with one of my guests. And he is what I would call the new breed of ufologist. Young guy, has two degrees uh, from, uh, from well-known universities. And the new people coming into the UFO realm are looking at it totally different. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying, all right, fine, you know, you've got Roswell, you've got uh, Betty and Barney Hill, you've got all the old standards that over the years there has never been any any proof to substantiate the claims. And you know, one thing he said, well, why would extraterrestrials come across the entire galaxy? Which he says, in my opinion, they, they don't. And <laughs> why if, would they bother? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and if they did, why would they have to use such... Uh, primitive means of abducting people, slaughtering cows, and then dropping them back in the fields. And he said it doesn't make sense. Exactly. So where these new researchers are actually looking for the explanations into the UFO phenomenon is not up in the sky, but within Exactly. It's a question of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And um, there's an ancient, 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 ancient form of shamanism that I've dubbed galactic shamanism. Mm -hmm. And I personally believe it was practiced by the Mayans, because when we look at the Mayan calendar, 
that's based on the cycles within cycles, wheels within wheels of the galaxy and the way our solar system moves through it. That's why they're so accurate, and that's why they accurately predicted a lot of the energy shifts that we're dealing with right now. But there's no way that the Mayans had the technology to come up with that. You know, they were sticks and stones kind of people, practically. They didn't have Hubble out there. So how did they get this information? And also, there's lots of of indication that the the scholars, you know, and and your Mayans were both um, mathematicians and shaman. They had these big drawings of the Mayan calendar on walls here and there in the next place. But for all practical purpose, it looked more like they were trying to figure it out rather than creating it. So where did they get their intel? I think that the um, extraterrestrial, if you will, is a transportation of consciousness across time and space, not little saucers. And if we start looking at it like that, we're going to find all sorts of signs in our history where we have information that's well beyond our cultural base if we start researching where that came from i think we're going to be fascinated with what we come up with it almost seems as if like you were saying earlier uh that we are going around in a circle you know because when you look at the the ancients they had a knowledge that in some cases we are just discovering today exactly Exactly. And there's, you know, if you look at any of those seven wonders or, you know, the pyramids mm-hmm. or any of these, we can't reproduce them today. How did they build them? I don't necessarily have the answer, yeah. but I do know that we can't reproduce them today. Another question that I'd like to get your opinion on, since I do value it. Ghosts. Why do you think so many people are claiming to have encounters with ghosts and spirits? Well, (laughs) one of my theories is we are the ghosts we seek because, and I've told you this before, I had um, several actually collections of Ghostbusters with all their instrumentation document me by locating um, through the shamanic journey trance. They could literally follow me down the hallway and see which chair I sat in. I set off... um, the EMF meters, there was um, orbs that showed up, and then there was a, um, they used uh, lasers on the wall, and I interrupted the laser stream by moving my intention, not my body. So if we have a whole bunch of people intending or believing or thinking something, I believe they can create the phenomenon that they're looking for. Okay. We actually impact energetically in the world now are there disembodied spirits out there very possibly why not but i think a lot of what we're looking at is our own ghost so we are the ghost of christmas past (laughs) yeah yeah i i I think it's a really a mixed bag a mixed bag and i think that the uh, just like the ufos i think Mm -hmm. the understanding of what ghosts really are i think there's you know they think oh a ghost no it's a phenomenon but where's that phenomenon coming from is it coming from our combined attention on that doorway over there and the other study that we did is i walked into a room and did the psychic thing okay um the mediumship thing is and said there is a phenomenon over there in that corner I wasn't seeing anything over there, but everybody started focusing and pretty soon they converged on the corner with their meters. And sure enough, there was something there, you know, and of course I, we, sure. we were running a study. So we told everybody afterwards, but there's all sorts of evidence that human consciousness and human intention is creating so much more and having so much more impact than what we recognize. And I think if you start to recognize, you have to realize, well, then what else are we affecting? What impact do our, does our negativity have on the world? Mm. Our thought forms, what are we really doing out there? In your opinion, when is all of this going to finally click in? And when it does click in on a global scale, what is going to be the effect? I think it's going to be like when we discovered the world was round, and now some people are saying it's flat, but I, I think it's going to be such a shattering um, revelation in some, in some ways But we've been prepared for it in that our consciousness, because of the Internet and because of all the different information coming Mm -hmm. in, has expanded enough, I think, to embrace it. And I think shows like Star Trek The Next Generation, all of these things, I think they've they've really prepared the psyche to go ahead and make that leap and recognize that there's so much more to the world and we have so much more control than we ever thought. 
How much damage, in your opinion, are the uh, perpetrators of the fallacies that are found within all of the categories within the paranormal and, and parapsychology by non-experts? What kind of damage are they creating on the people who are truly interested in learning and seeking answers? That is my concern, is that uh, the exploitation of the woo-woo factor, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and I've always taught my students to be very careful because if you can go in and tell somebody what, they, what cowboy pajamas they wore when they were four years old, all of a sudden you know everything and you don't. So you have to be very sure that people understand what you do know, what you don't know, what your limitations are, what might be metaphorical, what might be literal. And the people that are just using a little bit of woo-woo factor and mm-hmm. then um, exploiting people for money, uh, I think it's criminal. I really do. It just, it just disgusts me. And then there's the psychological damage side. Oh, yeah. You know, and you and I have talked about this. I've heard you talk about this with many of your guests when you were doing the, the Science of Magic, by the way, which is still available on the scienceofmagic.com or net? Net, mm-hmm. Yeah, there, all of your shows are still there and... I know people are still going to them. Oh, uh, right. Some some great guests, and I remember. I don't. I I will not say the name of the person, but you put their feet to the fire when it came to well, what responsibility do you believe you have if you do something wrong and you cause more psychological damage to this person than when they came to you? Yes, I I have no tolerance for it. Um, you know, you, people, if they're going to be doing the esoteric, they need to be well-trained in the mm-hmm. esoteric and they need to be backed up by a good education and or uh, ref- a strong referral group so that they take care of their people. All right, Gwilda, we've got about a minute before we have to say so long. I know that you are doing two new shows tomorrow for Mission Evolution. Who are your guests? Oh, okay. Well, I have um, a gentleman that's... Um, um, he has had a near-death experience, uh, Kopecky. Oh, Mr. Robert Kopecky. Kopecky, yeah. He and I are going to work together. And then I have Nancy Harveling, and she is uh, works in uh, energy healing and removing blocks, which, of course, we need to do a lot of in order to evolve. Excellent. Gwilda, let our listeners know where they can find out more about you and your show. Okay, at missionevolution.org. And, of course, they can listen to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And, of course, you can always go back in time in Gulda's very own time machine called The Science of Magic at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Gulda Wiacco, we love you here in the Exxon. And uh, we look forward to the next time you and I chat either on my show, in your show, or sometime in between. Take care, dear. Thank you, dear. All right, Exxon Nation, Gulda Wiacco has been my guest this hour, www. You ready? MissionEvolution.org and www.thescienceofmagic.net. I'm Rob McConnell. I'll be back at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? 
We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.